Fasten your seat belts, crew prepare for takeoff. The flight captain announced. It was music to my ears. It's here. Finally, I'm on the plane to my second home Switzerland. To be precise, Geneva, the cradle of fine watchmaking. Why Geneva? If you haven't guessed already, I was in Geneva to attend the Watches and Wonders 2022 edition. I always wondered why there couldn't be only one big watch exhibition in Switzerland instead of having to travel twice in the year for two exhibitions held in two different cities, Basel World in Basel and SIHH, which is now Watches and Wonders in Geneva. it was taxing paradoxically the biggest watch giants rolex and patek philip although headquartered in geneva always exhibited at basel world in the unexpected circumstances of the pandemic the last two years saw unprecedented changes to the world's biggest watch fairs basel world isn't happening and rolex and patek philip along with 30 more other brands have come together to exhibit at the world's largest watchmaking summit in Geneva Watches and Wonders 2022 If you are new to the watch world or have recently discovered your love and passion for watches and are wondering what I am rambling about let me tell you Watches and Wonders was originally known in the watchmaking world as SIHH Salon de la Haute Horlogerie an annual watch exhibition with leading watchmakers showcasing their new launches for the upcoming year meeting retail partners distributors media and VIP customers it was all to get first hand feedback on the new products before getting into actual watch production SIHH rebranded themselves to Watches and Wonders in 2020 and for the last 2 years the exhibition has been held digitally for the world this year it returned in a hybrid format with new brands and with a new approach being at Watches and Wonders 2022 made me feel like i'm starting all over again it actually took me back to 1997 my first year at sihh when i had to research navigate and discover it all on my own it's definitely the time to restart the reason to feel this way was due to the revised format and a gap of 2 years The butterflies in the stomach vanished upon reaching the venue of the exhibition. I could feel the buzzing energy of the exhibition as I stood in the queue to collect my press badge. It was palpable and all the nervousness and the FOMO leading up to the event vanished as I soaked in the enthusiasm and the welcoming faces. This exhibition is one of a kind exhibition 
where the entry is by invite only. This means one cannot enter the exhibition if one isn't invited by the brands or by the organizing authority. Let me share that it isn't easy to get invited at all. A few of my friends residing in Geneva request me all the while if I can help them to get invited. There are watch connoisseurs who request their retailers to get them an invitation. But one has to wait for years to experience this exhibition. And here I was attending the same for the 21st time. I believe I have been blessed to be invited through and through. The ambience of the exhibition exudes luxury. Every visitor can take a break during their visits with hospitality and courtesy of the brands. One can take a break during the exhibition with a glass of champagne, tea, coffee, snacks or lunch curated by the very best. Post a gap of two years, one is expected to have a full house but the footfall to the exhibition was comparatively less as watch retailers and watch enthusiasts from China, Russia and other parts of the world could not attend the watch fair. Like I said, since this is by invitation exhibition, I had to collect my badge upon arrival at the exhibition. Upon collection, I began my exploration by trying to visit brands in their booths. Each of the 38 watch brands offered a unique immersive experience based on a theme they had selected. At Watches and Wonders 2022, all 38 brands did their best in presenting their theme-based booths. While most of them had a unique story to tell, there were few highlights which stole the show. This year, the brand booths that left me mesmerized were Roger Dubuy and Van Cleef and Apples. Van Cleef and Apples is all about poetry. The brand expresses itself via poetic language through three different automatons in their beautifully decorated booth. Gem-like crystals hanging through and through. An automaton is a moving mechanical device made in imitation of a human being. The most talked about automaton was the Reveries the Berry Line automaton. My, it was just beautiful. In the middle of a jewel-encrusted flower is a realistic hummingbird that starts to beat its wing at the center of the corolla in a myriad of glittering stones. The second automaton was the fountain or waso, which means birds in French. This automaton, which upon opening a jewel, encrusted dragonfly whirls over a rippling water basin of a fountain. And the last automaton on display was the poetic planetarium automaton, wherein a ballet of celestial bodies move to their own rhythm in a sweet melody. I know, I know, it's difficult to understand the excitement of seeing these elegantly crafted pieces. Well, I understand it's difficult for you all to imagine what I'm talking about. It is best understood when one sees these pieces, touches them, the real details, the 
Technology, master craftsmanship in gem setting and watchmaking can only be experienced when one touches it. I suggest checking Van Cleef and Apple's Instagram handles or even my Instagram handle. Roger Dubey, on the other hand, was about flamboyance, power, and hyper horology. Roger Dubey's booth presented an hourly show of 250 screens with a mirrored ceiling suspended at a height of 8 meters, creating a hyper and expressive space. Basically, there were no limits. Isn't that what the brand is all about? Amongst these 250 screens, if you were observant, you would spot a watchmaker working silently. undisturbed by the surroundings once again i suggest you visit roger dubuis instagram profile or my instagram profile to experience this phenomena visually once again i must point out that huge investments are made in creating a special booth experience and the objective is short and sweet It is to create a lasting brand experience to each visitor, be it a brand connoisseur or its business partners. Brands understand that the DNA of the brand is in every single detail, including the brand booth. After all, isn't luxury all about fine details? I can go on telling you about brand booth experiences. But there is so much more to share. The 38 brands showcased their new products to the media, distributors and retail networks. As a media representative, I had the opportunity to attend the media briefings wherein the new launches were presented. This year, the media presentations were rebranded as Touch and Feel session. These sessions allowed us to experience the watches by trying them on our wrist. One had to of course wear gloves and handle them with utmost care to ensure there are no scratches and marks left behind. Simultaneously, brand personnel gave one-on-one explanations where they explained the mechanics and functioning of the newly launched pieces. I could touch and feel the products in person. before they hit any market or even reach the point of sale but hang on you cannot just collect your press badge and move on from one exhibit to the other i had to connect with each of the brands for appointments for the keynotes and the touch and feel sessions or simply to schedule an interview with any brand ceo all of this took 2 months of planning prior to the exhibition i would say 2 months or more Besides these brands exhibiting the novelties, I caught up with a dear friend, Pascal Ravesu, Director of External Affairs, Watches and Wonders 2022. He shared a few insights from the event. Yes, of course. Actually, Watches and Wonders tagline is experience watchmaking. So the idea is to bring interesting contents on top of what the brands are doing, in order also to educate and entertain. uh the uh, the guests be it offline or online because we are as you know a uh, hybrid event so we have a few uh, contents online uh one is the morning show it's actually starting the day 
It's your uh, kind of, uh, you know, big uh, uh, summary of the day uh, for the show if you're not attending. Uh, then we have a panel discussion uh, also. It's every day at 1 p.m. Uh, and this year, uh, the program is going to be on sustainability. So six different aspects of sustainability are discussed. And also every night, it's a wrap-up uh, called the, the Late Show, uh, where you can also see different formats uh, that have uh, happened throughout the day. But also for the uh, offline visitors, so I mean really uh, in person, uh, we have the lab where we uh, found ourselves here. Uh, we have 15 different uh, innovative projects from the exhibiting brands. The idea is really to bring uh, to the public what uh, is going to be developed as new technology, new materials, uh, sustainable solutions, a collaborative approach with the robots, uh, everything that is really cutting edge that, uh, and that will become embedded in the products of tomorrow. And uh, as you know, uh, watchmaking is very creative uh, in general and innovation is the, one of the key points of watchmaking. So here at the lab, you can really experience a lot of different things. Uh, we have also, of course, a live auditorium where the where the all the, the product launches are made. So the uh, the keynotes of the brands are uh, happening at the auditorium. Um, last but not least, we have also uh, an exhibition that we have actually developed. It's premiered here at Watches and Wonders. It's called Time Design, and here's the uh, it's the history of the uh, design of the wristwatch on the 20th century. But not only, it's also starting from earlier pocket watches and ornaments, and it goes down to uh, one century from now, so a very futuristic point of view with works from Strudent uh, of the uh, Geneva School of Art and Design. So it's a very uh, comprehensive um, uh, exhibition with uh, more than 100 uh, physical timepieces that you can really admire here on the booth of Time Design. Pascal mentioned a smaller exhibition within the Watches and Wonders, Time to Design. The concept was extraordinary, taking the consumer right from the first design of a legendary piece. For example, Royal Oak from Audemars Piguet, the very first design in 1972, until now how this design has evolved. Similarly, Legendary pieces like Reverso from Jajar Lakutra. Basically, it is a design journey of legendary successful pieces of different brands seen under one roof. There were more than 100 watches displayed telling their design stories. The exhibition will be open to public in Geneva between April 14th and May 8th. I hope one day India will get to experience this exhibition. I mentioned earlier about taking prior appointments for the sessions. Let me tell you, I attended sessions online until I reached Geneva. It goes without saying that nothing compares to the digital product presentations wherein the screen acts like a middleman, stopping you from feeling the peace. These thoughts were also echoed by many brand CEOs. Let's hear straight from William Smith, CEO of Arlange & Zone, tell me more about the feeling of being back in the physical format after two years. It's great for a very simple reason. I mean, the last two years we had to do digital to stay in contact somehow. But you know that that moment when, when 
journalists or clients for the very first time take your watch and put it around the wrist that sparkle in their eyes. You can't create that digitally. That's the missing link and that's why I enjoy so much being here again. The pulse was right and watch canoes enthusiast and amateurs were ready for 7 days of watch mania. These sentiments were also echoed by Roger Dubey's CEO Nicola Andreita. This is what he had to say. It's been a long week, but an extremely rewarding week. First of all because we all needed to get back to a physical location. Uh, our previous digital editions of Watches and Wonders were great, but it clearly makes a difference for us to be all back in Geneva all together. It's the great moment for the industry. Now we know that there is only one a year and uh, I have to say that it gives you a lot of energy, gives you a lot of uh, uh, vibes. It's the perfect uh, way for us at least to start a year. You know our fiscal year starts uh, April 1st and so it was a great uh, moment to kick off the old year. We did much more than what we expected and uh, I what I, from what I I'm hearing this is uh, pretty much the feedback from uh, all the brands all the maison and so i think we are all extremely satisfied even if uh, we clearly know that we miss completely a part of the world because we didn't we didn't have our clients from china uh, from taiwan from so singapore hong kong macau i mean a big part of the world wasn't able to get here i also got a chance to understand from various brands spokesperson how they fared in the exhibition almost all of them gave us positive news on achieving their expectations at the exhibition armes watch ceo lorne dorde shared his brand's experiences with me i mean our first goal was to to share about that travel watch i mean our our theme uh, this year was uh, was uh, all about traveling encounters discovering uh, curiosity uh, imagination projection and so um, this watch is really embodying uh, our mood our optimistic mood uh, okay. of this year even though as you know the world is not uh, as fun uh, these days than uh, we we could have expected uh, a part of this watch we have also other novelties to disclose and um, they were also extremely well received mm-hmm. uh, last year we launched the H08 uh, masculine line mm-hmm. i say masculine but many many women would buy it also and uh, since it was a great success in volumes and in uh, in uh, image last year uh we continue to uh, animate this line with a blue edition in 2022 and a part of that you know many many novelties uh, many new metada many uh, surprises in the feminine watches including a teasing on the feminine side which is a relaunch of the famous Kelly line okay. so you know the the padlock that is uh, uh, that accompanies the Kelly bag since uh, decades since okay. 1930s So this Kelly, this Kelly padlock has uh, has been uh, adopted uh, by many metiers of uh, Hermes House since a long time. And in 1975, this padlock entered into our watch collection and didn't get out uh, since then. But this year, it is totally renewed and and uh, totally uh, minimized, feminized also. And this line uh, is really now a kind of jewel that will, I'm sure. Uh, be a, a great attraction for your um, for your uh, readers 
And we expect a lot from that line that will be launched early 23. Yes, you heard the CEO of Hermes Watches. And with Arswa Latham's Voyager, it literally means traveling time. It's a two-time zone watch. The brand has positioned itself as not just a fashion and leather accessory brand it is best known for, but also a serious watchmaker in the industry. While interacting with the CEOs of various brands, I also got a feel of how the watch brands are embracing Web3. Brands like Ules Nade and Roger Dubey were open to exploring this new universe. Here is what Patrick Pruno, CEO of Ulis Nade, had to share on his brand's vision for Web3. Yeah, interesting. I think anyway, we have to be super minded We cannot claim we're innovative on one hand. You cannot only be innovative in your own field and the things you know. I think part of the Ulis Nade thought is the exploration. And if you want to explore, you don't only explore what you know. I mean, the very interesting part is the unknown. So uh, we clearly look into the metaverse. What is the added value for the year, for our customer, for the people that uh, that know this now, and what we can bring there? But it's exciting. I mean, you know what's exciting? I think we live in a world of uh, like opportunities, a changing world. Yeah, there are high level of uncertainty, uh, but I think on the other side, there are just so many things that could be done at our relevant. I think the only force, the only filter we have to give ourselves is we need to make things that are relevant. And when in 10 or 15 years or 20 years or 30 years from now, especially now we're an independent brand, uh, we need to be looking at what we do today and thinking that was right, that was appropriate. So time also helps create excitement now, but also look at things with the almost uh, um, stepping back and thinking this is right, this is appropriate. The same thoughts were also echoed by Roger Dubey. In fact, Roger Dubey was working on an NFT approach that was scheduled to be launched during the exhibition. However, they are working towards launching the same in the latter part of the year. I also gauged a brand's decision to immediately embrace new technology or take a wait and watch approach depends on the brand's character, its products, target audience and its upcoming marketing and sales model for the next few years. Take for instance Parmigiani Floor. Here is what its CEO Guido Terani had to share. I tend to believe that the real life is what counts. So uh, I observe with a lot of attention what is going on, but I think uh, luxury is about emotions that are physical. So uh, anybody can enjoy how they want the, their, their time but uh, I prefer to concentrate on the craft and on hard luxury watchmaking. To understand Parmigiani Florio's approach to Web3, one has to understand the roots of the brand. This is what Mr. Terani shared with us. Well, Parmigiani is a very prestigious brand that is born from a living legend restorer. Michel Parmigiani is uh, the restorer of uh, ancient watchmaking history since all the centuries of watchmaking and uh, he's created uh, many pieces of the Patek Philippe Museum. He's uh, restored uh, among the most difficult pieces in the world. And uh, when you're a restorer, you have a competence which is extremely, extremely high. I always say that restoration is the black belt of watchmaking because not only you have to master the techniques of watchmaking today, but also all of the 
of the past, and it's incredibly rich. So it's a cultural knowledge, very deep. And uh, together with this, the other pillar of the brand is his understatement, because when you restore, restore, your work has to disappear, because you are giving birth to another creator's work, so his job is to not leave his own trace on his work. So it's incredible how somebody so uh, confident and so um, skillful then is so without ego to to not be seen in his work. So these two values are the foundation of a brand, which is extremely delicate, it's extremely refined, and it's extremely discreet because the client of Parmigiani is not a loud client, is a very sensible, sensitive client, sensitive to beauty, sensitive to, to luxury, but not in an ostentatious way. So that is uh, what Parmigiani is. Along with Web3, Trending through the many sessions and conversations of Watches and Wonders 2022, sustainability was another trending discussion. Each brand was immersed in various initiatives to reduce their carbon footprints. In fact, panel discussions on various aspects of sustainability were also held. I'm not done yet. I still have to break down the trends I observe for 2022 and the timepieces that made it to my hot list. However, for that, please stay tuned and join me next week as I take you through my roundup of the trending pieces that caught my eye. Of course, there is a Rolex and a Patek Philip piece on my list. But there are many other marvellous complicated pieces that you just cannot take your eyes off. Until then, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so that you do not miss out on the next episode. See you next week.